Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there. My name is Lydia Pierre, CEO and founder of Pierre Branding Group. I'm also your host here on Leaders on the Rise. And here we have with us Mr. Charles Reed, who is the CEO and president of Get Payroll. Um, Charles, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. Lydia, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, you are a very decorated gentleman. <laughs> I mean, we're talking Marine, military, business. I mean, you have all kinds of degrees. Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a Midwestern boy. I grew up in Iowa, um, went to high school there. When I got out of high school, I was 16, wasn't ready for college, worked for a while and joined the United States Marine Corps uh, when I was 17, spent four years in service. Uh, two years overseas, including the combat tour in Vietnam. Came back, was stationed in Kansas City. I met my wife and married her. Uh, she had five children when I married her. Okay. I just, I claim insanity, but we were married for 45 <laughs> years before she passed. Oh. So it was a good marriage. It worked. Awesome. Uh, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was a good marriage. <laughs> okay, okay. Nothing's perfect. <laughs> in, in, any, any man who says his marriage is perfect, uh, beware, he lies about other things. Okay, uh, duly okay. noted. <laughs> I, I found after getting out of service that my military experience was not valued by the business community. Just as today, it's not really valued. And I figured out over the years that it's because most of the people in business have never been in service. Interesting. And they, and they don't understand what we as servicemen and women bring to the table, that sense of mission, that discipline, mm -hmm. that can-do attitude that we have right. uh, and been ingrained in us, but they don't see it. So, uh, you know, they, they, they get what they get off of the TV and, and this kind of thing in the movies. They don't understand the real world as opposed to the military. So I figured that uh, I'd have to go get my credentials, and I did. Uh, I Finished up uh, in a, just over a couple of years, my BBA and my MBA, mm -hmm. sat for and passed my CPA exam while still in graduate school. Uh, went to work for Texas Instruments, major corporation, obviously. Right. And spent 15 years in the corporate world, uh, large corporations, small corporations, family businesses, startups, turnarounds, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Great experience. Realized I was never going to get to the top of a major corporation mm. because I didn't have the political skills. Mm -hmm. I was unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. Mm. Uh, that's, that's politics in corporate life. Right. 
So if I was going to run a corporation, a business, I was going to have to do what my father did and start my own. Right. So just over 30 years ago, Ruth and I, my wife, started our own business and uh, have continued to grow it. Uh, it was a mobile accounting service. I'm a CPA, obviously. Mobile accounting service in, with a payroll uh, service bureau built in. About 10 years ago, I sold off the accounting to my partner that I'd taken on over the years. He still offices with me. Okay. And I kept the payroll and I'm growing the payroll business uh, on a daily basis and having a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. I mean, that's an amazing background story. I mean, I'm going to double back just a little bit and kind of say, ask you, because you said that you feel that the military background wasn't valued when it comes to business. What do you think attributes to that? Why do you think that is? Well, again, people who haven't been in the military don't understand. Mm -hmm. In the Marine Corps, you're taught mission, men, self. Okay. You do the mission. You accomplish the mission, whatever it takes. You accomplish the mission. Then you take care of your men. Then you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't let your ego put yourself in front of your men or your mission. Right. That happens way too often in, in business. Uh, I've been a critic of American corporate management for at least 50 years. Now, in business, again, you accomplish the mission. For us, it's getting that payroll out and getting it out perfectly every time, every time, every time. Uh, in the payroll business, you can't be a day late or a dollar short. No. It just, it just doesn't work. No, at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's made me very jaded because I don't get that same kind of service from a lot of my vendors okay. and people I deal with. Uh, they don't have the same urgency that we do in the payroll business. Right. So I complete the mission. Then I take care of my men, whether that be my customers mm -hmm. or my employees. Uh, they're both extremely valuable and I bend over backwards for them. Right. Then, and only then do I take care of myself. So, Mission, men, self, and that's effective in military and it's effective in business. Wow. Now, there's a couple of things you do have to unlearn to okay. be in business because in the military, it's very hierarchical. You either jump for them or they jump for you. Okay. It may come down to the time of the day that you got promoted. Because if you got promoted at 8 a.m. and they got promoted at 8.30, you're their senior and their superior. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's very, very hierarchical. But okay. you have to have that in the military because, you know, if somebody has to go out and die, somebody has to say you. You, yeah. And so you have to have a, an absolute chain of command. That works in the military. Doesn't work in business. <laughs> no, it does not. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so... That was one I had to unlearn. Okay. And, uh, but I did. Uh, my wife was very much of a people person. And she helped me a lot with that. Right. Uh, everybody loved Ruth. Uh, the biggest question she got in her life was, why'd she marry a smuck like me? <laughs> but it, it, it worked for us. So uh, finding that, uh, that right partner is, is, if you can find them, it's wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. And I was going to ask how, how is having a partner, not just a, a, a life partner, but essentially a business partner, because I believe that 
marriage is one of the biggest business mergers you're ever going to make, right? Absolutely. It's a partnership. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's partnership. So how did that partnership really attribute or, uh, or add to the success that you have today? Well, it, it made it a success, but there are some problems in working with your spouse. Okay. Now, my parents worked together. Uh, they ran the business together. So I thought working with your spouse was, you know, ordinary. Right. Well, working with your spouse is an unnatural act. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, <clears throat> you know, the old phrase, happy wife, happy life. Happy life, yes. <laughs> okay. So in the partnership in a marriage, your relationship is is a, a partnership and it has to be an equal partnership and you share and you share alike and so on. Well, when it came to business, I'm the trained professional. Right. I have to make some decisions that she may or may not like. And she wants to be a full participant in some of these decisions and she's not equipped to be. Okay. So we had to we had to rework that business partnership and keep it separate from uh-huh. the marriage partnership and had to separate those two. And sometimes that was hard. One of the th- bad habit I had to break her of. We'd work all day, we'd get home, we'd have dinner, we'd do whatever we do, get ready for bed, get into bed. Yeah. And then she'd have one last thing, one last problem she had to get off her chest. So she'd tell me about it, that with it off of her mind, she'd roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> and I'd sit there and worry about it until two or three in the morning. Transfer of emotions, it. classic. <laughs> so we had to come to an arrangement that after dinner, no more business. That meant some very late dinners sometimes. Okay, okay. We we held to that, and that's what allowed us to work together for, for a number of years uh, before she retired. So, awesome. yeah. So compartmentalization was very key, being able to compartmentalize and separate this from that and those different, like you said, those different roles that you play. Absolutely. And that that's difficult to do, and it takes work. It's not natural mm-hmm. uh, because you have this partnership with your spouse, now you're going to throw business that you're both in into it, and you, you, it it can't expand to handle it all. You've got to compartmentalize, as you say. Right, right. And I love that we're talking about this because now, you know, in this world that we live in now, people see a lot of what they call power couples. Mm-hmm. So they see that, and a lot of people aspire to be that. So I love that we're talking about this because it kind of helps with that, either that jaded look of what it is or really just getting to the real of what it's really... <laughs> what it's really about and the real problems that come with having being that power couple, so to speak. So I love that we're able to kind of speak to that because I, myself, I'm hoping that one day I'm able to find that perfect match that helps me to take over the world (laughs) essentially, but having some wisdom um, and hearing that it's important that you're able to separate those roles and kind of separate business from your personal life. I think that's really key. It is uh, to, to make, to make them both work. Now, obviously, if you're in business over here and your marriage is over here, you know, you can talk about your business, but they're not involved in it and running it and helping to make decisions and being, you know, day to day uh, working in it. And so it's it's a different it's a different dynamic. Mm -hmm. But if you're working together in the business and married, it can cause problems if you let it. 
Yes, yes, yes. I think you should write a book about that. <laughs> I, I, I have out actually outlined a book about working with your spouse. That is awesome. Oh, wow. That would be I'm not amazing. Sure I, I'm not sure I'll ever write it, but I, I have <laughs> outlined chapter headings and, and kind of content and so on. Yeah. It was awesome. I think that's mind. important. I think it's important to talk about that power couple dynamic because it is very prevalent in today's um, working world, especially with the new culture and the new normal and everyone working from yeah. home and all of that. And, and if, if you're in two different businesses, I don't think you have the problem. Right. You know, if uh, you're a businessman and, and she's a uh, runs a nonprofit, you know, I, I don't see the, 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 the problems because you're not working in the same business in the same office with the same clients viewing them differently. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) But uh, yeah, for those that work together, now it can work. My parents worked together my entire life. I mean, you know, from when I recognized it until uh, dad passed 40 years later, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. they they worked together. So it, it can work. Right. But absolutely. Absolutely. It, it takes work. It takes work to work together. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's with anything. If you want it to work, you got to work it. Right. <laughs> Very much so. So speaking of books, I know you have a book that you wrote about payroll. Um, uh, we would love to hear more about that book. I know you have it with you. I would love to see it. The payroll book. The payroll book. We wrote the book on payroll. We wrote the book uh, on payroll. The subtitle is a guide for small businesses and startups. Okay. Uh, I've been in the payroll business for over 30 years mm-hmm. and I get asked questions all the time and there was not a good reference manual for small businesses. Uh, the nearest thing to this is the payroll source from the American Payroll Association and it's $600. Oh, wow. Exactly. So this is from Amazon at, I think it's $24.95 at the moment. The awesome. price goes up and down. Um, so I sat down and said, let me put something together. Well, it took two years. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more to writing a book than I anticipated. Right. This is my book. But this one, I used uh, Wiley as the publisher. Okay. So we have a major publishing house, and they made it a much, much better book. Awesome. Uh, I, I don't make as much money off of it because they take their cut, of course. Okay. Uh, but that wasn't the purpose of the book. It's not... I didn't expect to get rich off of it by any means. Mm-hmm. It's designed to help small businesses and startups with what they need to know about payroll and payroll related matters. Keep them out of trouble with the IRS, which is what I do for my clients. Right. So it's it's 30 years of wisdom distilled down to 95,000 words. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, you said it took two years to write, but it has over 30 years of experience and knowledge and wisdom in it, exactly. in, those, in those pages. Exactly. That's awesome. How can someone go about getting that book? I know you said Amazon, and well, I believe it Lydia, exists on your website as well. It does, but Lydia, for your for your listeners, Ooh. if they would if they would like a book, if they will go to the payrollbook.com, the website, and use the discount code podcast, we will ship them at no charge a free copy of the book as long as the supply lasts. No way. Yeah. Not discounted. No, no, no discount, free. no shipping, no handling, free. We'll just put it in the U.S. postal mail, the book rate, and in about 10 days, I'll have it. Oh, my gosh. First of all, I'm going to get me one. <laughs> but that's amazing. Thank you so much. You hear that, guys? If you go ahead and go to pay- thepayroll.com, 
thepayrollbook.com, thepayrollbook.com, and go ahead and enter your information. You will get a free copy, free, no shipping, no anything, completely free copy of the payroll book. They wrote the book on payroll. Exactly. <laughs> That's an amazing resource because you said that other book costs about $600 in order to even get that information. Yes. Wow. And it's, it's really designed to train people to pass the certified payroll processors exam. That's what it's designed to do. This is designed to help small businesses and startups understand what their responsibilities and the traps. I've got a whole bunch of horror stories in there Ooh. about things not to do. Ooh, I want to hear one. <laughs> Tell me just one horror story. What's your what's the most prominent one? This was a CPA who said, well, I'm not going to be an employee in my own corporation. I'm just going to take everything as as uh, distributions and not withhold any tax on it and not pay FICA and Medicare on it. Uh, and he took several hundred thousand dollars oh. and the government came in and reclassified uh, three quarters of it as payroll and all the payroll taxes were due plus all the penalties and interest for the years. And this guy was a CPA. He knew better. Wow. Misclass- misclassification is a huge thing. Your, your, your listeners that start a new business, they have to be aware that if they're incorporated or they're an LLC that files as an S-Corp, they're an employee and they have to withhold and deposit taxes mm-hmm. and they get a W-2. Now, if they're a sole proprietor, they don't. So that's, that's chapter one in the book okay. is entity selection and what the various entities their impact on your payroll and your payroll taxes. That's chapter one That's for awesome. startups. So the misclassification is a huge problem. 70% of U.S. businesses misclassify employees, according to the Federal Department of Labor, either as independent contractors versus employees or subject to overtime, not subject to overtime. 70% of businesses misclassify. Wow. And the penalties and interest can be extraordinarily expensive. And that's right up front. That's like, that's the first <laughs> order of business is classifying your, your business properly. Right. And a lot of people, <clears throat> well, I'll just pay them 1099. Mm-hmm. You don't get to make that choice. There's a whole body of law that covers whether or not they're employees or independent contractors. Sometimes now you can structure contracts and so on right. to, to make them independent contractors or make them employees. But if you don't, there's a whole body of law that says, based on what you do, they're an independent contractor or they're an employee. And if you've made the wrong choice, when they come in and reclassify the employees, all the taxes are due, plus all the penalties and interest. All at one time. All at one time. They'll just, they'll just say, write me a check. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. <laughs> I mean, that's it scary. <laughs> in, in fiscal 19, the IRS issued $13 billion dollars in employment tax penalties. Wow. Now, several billion were abated, reversed, mm-hmm. and a number of billion more should have been abated because they were in error. Right. The IRS cannot penalize you for a simple mistake. They will, but they can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to fight them on that. So people like me get penalties abated because the IRS makes millions of mistakes a year, every year makes millions of mistakes and lots of assumptions because they think we're all crooks. 
Mm. Uh, that's the IRS mindset is right. we're all tax cheats. Right. You know, and I, I, I've been on the IRS advisory council for three years and met with the, the I had lunch with uh, Chuck Reddy, the commissioner, several times, met the commissioners of the various business entities, met the deputies, talked with a lot of people addressing problems that the IRS has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they think we all cheat on taxes. And we showed them on several situations. No, you don't understand what's going on. Here's what's going on. And this is normal business. And they went, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and it's just a matter of just fixing it. Whatever. Yeah, they, they just didn't know. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. What would you say is the most outdated piece of advice in your industry? The, the most pernicious one okay. is just pay them under the table. Ooh. Oh, talk about that a little bit. Cause that's very, like you said, very common. So what, what about that? that? that that's called tax fraud. Yes. And it's each instance of that. So each time you pay them is uh, the penalty can be five years in a federal penitentiary and a $10,000 fine. Wow. So every time you've got five people and you pay them once a week, that's 25 years and $50,000 looking you at the face every oh week. Oh my gosh. Each week. Each week. Oh my God. It's not worth it. No, it's not <laughs> worth definitely it. definitely not worth it. So why it's do people in- do it? Why do you think people continue to do that? It's easy. Mm, until you get caught. Here, 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 here's $200. Yeah. They're happy. You're happy. They're not reporting it. You're not reporting it. And the problem is now you can't deduct it. Right. Because if you show the deduction and the auditor says, okay, where's the W-2 or the 1099? And you go, and it goes downhill from there. Right. And, and, and the other thing, if you're paying people like this, and then you say, okay, I don't need you anymore. So they go down and file for unemployment. You know, they're not employed anymore, right? Right. And the girl with the guy at the unemployment office looks it up and says, oh, we don't show that you've ever been reported as an employee. And the guy says, well, I work for, for Joe Blow over here at Joe Blow's auto mechanic shop. Uh-huh. Well, within two weeks, the auditor is going to be out at Joe Blow's office reviewing his documents. And it goes downhill from, from there. there. Right, so right. It, it takes just one dissatisfied or ex-employee to bring it all down yeah. on your ears. Wow. So if any of them get ticked at you, they just go down and report you and it's all over. Right, right. Wow. So why take that risk? There's no reason to take that risk, especially if you want to be successful and, and not have to look over your shoulder all the time, you know? And, and the next biggest thing is, well, I can do payroll in-house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably can. Right. And you get my book. I'll, I'll show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to spend hours every week working on payroll instead of on your business. Right. And for a pittance, we'll do it all for you. Guarantee it's all right. Take care of all the deposits, all the filings. You'll never miss a filing. You'll never miss a deposit. You'll never miss a report. And we'll give you all the details of everything. And you'll take that amount of time that you wasted on payroll and put it on your core business. I don't make my own clothes. Right. I don't right. work on my own car. I don't mow my own lawn anymore. The, right. the time I would spend mowing the lawn, I can come in and do tax returns, make enough money to pay the lawn guy, 
and put money in my pocket. So why would I mow my lawn? It's work. Okay. So if you have time to work on your business and improve your business and grow your business, how valuable is that time? Yeah. And when you look at what it costs to do payroll in terms of the time that you would spend on it, it becomes a non-issue. Outsourcing payroll becomes one of the simplest things in the world. Absolutely. Why would you not? It's Absolutely. Just, it's, it's relatively inexpensive and you've got experts. Mm-hmm. So when Sally tells you, well, you got to do this with my payroll. Charles, do I have to do this? No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I had a client who wanted to pay these people training wage. And I said, no, that's if they're 19 or under and in the first 30 days of work. The fact that you bring them in for training every year, you don't get to pay them a training wage. If you do so, you will get into trouble because, again, it will take just one of them one time calling the local unemployment people or the the tax law people and you'll get audited and it'll all fall down. I'll come crashing down. Yep. Oh, my goodness. you, You have an expert. You have sophisticated software and equipment and people and knowledge and wisdom. Right. experienced and we keep up on the stuff so when things change we'll let you know we send out emails to our clients all the time okay. advising them on changes in the law mm. so they don't get caught out that's and awesome the, the, the last couple of years with the ppp and uh, the care act and all the covid things it's been an incredible time right right and of course there's lots of changes still pending in congress and the states and things change all the time. All I, the time. I, get, I get several newsletters a week mm-hmm. from the IRS on changes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. I mean, speaking to all of that, what is your ideal client? Like if you were to manufacture the perfect client, <laughs> who is that? Anybody with a business or? Yeah, and, and we do. Uh, we have we have clients that are just one person. Okay. And we have them going up to about 250. Our market is really the under 50 employee market. That's, that's what we like. That's who we market to is the under 50 employees. Uh, lots of times it's, you know, eight, 10, 12 people and the owner still runs the company. Uh, he may have an assistant, but he's still in charge and he's been doing payroll and gotten real tired of it or his wife's doing payroll. Right. And she's gotten real tired of it because she can't take a vacation. Right. We, we picked up another, one of the places we pick up a lot of those is Dennis. Dennis, for some reason, both male and female Dennis use their spouse to do payroll. Oh. And the spouse doesn't want to do payroll and not equipped to do it, doesn't have the software, doesn't have Probably the taking shortcuts knowledge. and everything. Right. And mm-hmm. so uh, we get a lot of them that, that call us and say, well, you know, I want to be able to take a vacation. Can you do payroll for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, how do they find you? Get payroll on the web, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're market. Uh, obviously all your clients now know who I am. Absolutely. So, and the book helps and we issue, we have a a YouTube channel and a rumble channel and uh, we're all over Facebook. We advertise, obviously Uh, we do it. uh, That was my biggest mistake in business was not hiring marketing people early on. Mm. Uh, Cause I, I thought I could market. Oh, let's okay. talk about that because, you know, I'm a, I'm a branding firm. I own a branding firm and a marketing firm. So speak to that so my listeners can know how important it is to have marketing and understand your brand from the oh, beginning. It, it, it is critical. 
Now, I knew enough to, to try and get my brand hard and cold and colors and logos and everything else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I worked on that and I thought I could market. And then I'd gotten bigger and I finally hired somebody in for marketing. Right. And within two weeks, I realized I couldn't market my way out of a paper bag. <laughs> okay. And the thing that has kept me from being the size I want to be is I didn't put, I didn't get bring in marketing expertise when I should have, mm-hmm. which was really, you know, not day one, but someplace before day 100. Okay? Right. And preferably day one to help with the branding and with the concept and with all those things that make you look like a real business rather than a startup. Right, right. And it's more than and just the look as well. as it's, it's, it's also about understanding your position in the market, understanding what your clientele is, what they look like, what they what, what makes you different and stand out from other payroll companies, things like that. Like, so it's so much more than just the look of the brand. And, 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 and what niche you're going to go after and what your unique selling proposition is right. and how to, how to market that effectively to the niche you're going after. Absolutely. These, these are things I all learned later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was my biggest mistake is that was one hat that mm-hmm. I should have taken off and put on somebody else much, much earlier. Awesome. You hear that audience? So if you guys are looking for marketing, get a professional to help you with that before day 100. If not day one, before day 100 so that you could be positioned for success from the beginning. Yeah. And, and, and Lydia, did I get all that right for you? Yes, you did. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll send you your check under the table. Look. <laughs> yeah, right. Checks in the mail. I've heard that one before. No. But, uh, no it'll be under the table, off the books. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I've been warning against. Uh, so no, it's 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 critical, and it's important to business, and it's one of those things that I put off, and a lot of my clients put off because they don't understand how important it is, mm-hmm. and that that was that was my biggest mistake of all. Well, I'm glad that you were able to rectify that. And because I, I see all the great things you're doing, I see you're doing a lot of interviews. You get, really get positioning yourself as a thought leader, which is, is which is a big piece of marketing yourself and branding and positioning yourself. So kudos to you for doing that. I mean, everything from your book to you doing these speaking engagements, all of that positions you as an expert and as a thought leader. So very, very happy to be able to have someone with that much knowledge and wisdom <laughs> in the industry and willing to share that for free. Remember everyone, you could get the book. Um, he's giving it out for free. I mean, it's over years and years and years of wisdom packed in those pages and he's giving it for free for anyone who's listening to this podcast. So be sure to visit. Payrollbook.com. Uh-huh. The, the payrollbook.com. The payrollbook.com. Enter the discount code podcast along with your information. And as long as the supply lasts, we'll ship out a free book. That is amazing. Thank you so much for being willing to do that for the audience. Thank you so much for joining us and for giving us your knowledge and pouring into us. Um, and I'm definitely going to get the book because uh, I want to <laughs> make sure I'm on the up and up. <laughs> and I definitely think a lot of my clients could benefit from that book because a lot of them are just getting started. And I think it's even going to be beneficial to those who are expanding, you know, because that's a whole different space that you're in. Like you might have already be in business for a couple of years, but now you're in a space where you're growing, you're expanding and you want to make sure that you're repositioning yourself properly. So 
It, it is for startups and small businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're GM, you've got a whole staff that does this. Right, but if right. you're, you're a 5, 10, 15, 20 person firm, you're probably doing it yourself and you don't know what you don't know. And that's what this is. That's what this tries to correct. Awesome. Awesome. So for someone who's listening, who says, you know what, I like what I'm hearing. What do they do if they want to take the next step and get your help? Getpayroll.com. My email is cjr at getpayroll.com. And if they if they're in dire need, 972-353-0000. Ask for Charles. Awesome. Awesome. You hear that, everyone. So be sure to go visit getpayroll.com and get payroll. <laughs> Get payroll because it's very important um, and it will definitely help with positioning you for success and making sure that your money is right. It's important. You're in business to stay in business. So make sure that you have your money where it needs to be. Thank you so much, Charles. Um, and we just greatly appreciate you taking the time out to be with us today. My pleasure, Lydia. Awesome. Awesome. Again, this is Lydia Pierre with Leaders on the Rise, the podcast where leaders come on to share their experience and knowledge so that you don't have to take the, go through those little potholes that they experience themselves. So thank you again. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they meet so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. <music>